0: We interrupt regular program. A Welcome to the Rotten Sailor Podcast, Podcast. to your your host. Rodden, and with me, my co-host.
1: Hey, this is Oscar, uh, SavageQ92.
0: How we doing today, Oscar?
1: I'm doing great, brother. How you doing?
0: Good, 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 man. Excited to get this this show on the road, man.
1: Same here, brother. It's (laughs) one of those things that I've been looking forward to for a long time. We gotta do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too, man. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, Yeah, it really will be, man. So the reason we're here is we're huge fans of... Film in general, but specifically the horror genre. Uh, yes. Our goal with this with this podcast and with the page is to not just review films, but introduce potential new fans to the genre that we love. Um. So, tell me a little bit about yourself, Oscar dude. How did you get into cinema? How did you get into horror?
1: Oh man, the story of mine goes as long as time itself, brother. <laughs> <laughs> no man. Um. Yeah, for me, it just kind of started gradually, you know, um, when I was a a young kid, I I couldn't even tell you my age, you know, I'm sure I was like very, very young, like as soon as I could remember things, but Uh my dad and my grandpa, two very special men in my life, they introduced me to all types of cinema, you know? Yeah. And, um, and the great thing was that, um, my grandpa, you know, he was from, well, my dad too, but, um, you know, my dad was actually uh, raised here most of, most of his life.
0: Yeah. But
1: they introduced me to all types of cinema. So it was uh, movies that were foreign, you know, Spanish movies, like, for example, Pedro Infante type of movies. Oh, yeah. And, right, yeah. And and those are great, too. And, you know, they also introduced me to films like American films, so, you know, James Bond. I remember that was a series that was very special. My grandpa, yeah. my dad loved it. Um, They introduced me to... Uh, uh action movies drama movies you know all types of movies the hits the non-hits the indies everything you can think of they introduced me to however the thing that i always found that i had a passion for was horror and uh that kind of brings me into how i got into horror see with my family my mom was very sensitive about the type of movies that I'd be watching because, you know, it was the 90s, and there was a lot of shit going on in the 90s. Right. Stuff. Right. And um, she was just a little cautious, so I would sneak them, but the movies that I didn't have to sneak because I was uh, they were fine was the original Universal Classics, the nice. Universal Horror Classics. Nice. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I find them just beautiful man i i can't get enough to praise to how wonderfully beautiful those movies are the atmosphere Absolutely. the the makeup effects everything that was done in those movies are amazing and uh my grandpa was actually the one that showed me those more than anything so oh, he started awesome. me on frankenstein dracula all those things, and i love them and you know as a horror fan does you gradually kind of move up to wanting to uh you know, explore more. And then that's when it kind of came to me having to sneak around. And thankfully I had older cousins and other types of family members. And they'd be like, Hey, come, come over here, you know? Yeah. And we'd, uh, sneak horror movies, you know? So I started <laughs> with, yeah, right. And it's special though, man, because that's one of those things that is very special that you can have uh, family members that really start showing you things that are going to interest you. And that shit does. Cause for me, it was eighties horror. Yeah. That, that's my favorite decade, is the 80s horror films. And uh, I remember that I started by watching my main man and probably my favorite slasher love of my life ever, Jason Voorhees.
0: Oh, hell yeah.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I love my boy to death. You know, shout out to Kane Hodder. But that was the one that I was like, oh, this is awesome you know and then you you start with Halloween then you move on to Friday uh excuse me Nightmare on Elm Street and then you start exploring other things you know the Romero movies and so on and so forth so that's basically like a little history on how I got started yeah and uh yeah and here we are now man and uh I'm just doing it I'm just uh, living the dream uh, how about you man how did you get started
0: oh man who okay so i guess you can say I've been a fan since the womb. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the story goes that when uh, my mom was pregnant with me, uh, Mm. for whatever reason, she had an inclination to watch horror movies. Like she liked being scared, which typically isn't, you know, it's out of character for my mom. She's not really into horror films like that. Okay. For whatever reason, when she was pregnant with me, she just, all she watched on TV was horror films. There were always running horror films. So, flash forward, you know, a couple years. um, I had been at a cousin's house. You know, we'd watch little clips here and there. You know, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th. My cousins were Mm. big into Friday the 13th. So, I knew of the characters, but I hadn't really sat down to watch the films, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, I want to say my best big, like, intro to horror films <laughs> was a little hardcore, unfortunately. Um, oh, okay. I remember I was playing in my bedroom uh, whenever my, my uncles and my mom and my dad would rent movies, especially movies that I couldn't watch. They'd make sure mm-hmm. I was in my room and they'd be in the living room watching their films, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember it till this day, like, like it was yesterday. So I hear stuff going on in the living room. And I'm playing with my G.I. Joes and my He-Man or whatever. And mm-hmm. I open the door, and there was this hallway that led to the living room. So I'm kind of creeping over there. And I don't know – at the time, I didn't know what I was hearing, but it, it, it was a very strange group of sounds, you know. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of fluids moving around and just weird <laughs> shit, guys screaming. And uh-huh. I'm creeping up around the corner – and the way the TV was positioned, it was, you had to like completely come out of the hallway to see the screen. Mm-hmm. So as I'm creeping around the corner, the first thing I see on the TV screen, I don't know if you've seen Hellraiser 2. I have. Yeah, actually, I just saw it recently. Okay. So you remember the scene when um, Dr. Chenard is giving the, the, uh, the crazy patient the, the blade so he can cut himself on the mattress?
1: Oh my god, yeah.
0: And Julia pulls him down and she, like, she basically births herself out of the mattress.
1: Right, yeah. i um, basically absorbing him.
0: Yeah, I hit the corner as Julia's face is coming out of the fucking mattress.
1: Holy shit.
0: And <laughs> I stood there. I'm not sure how long I stood there. I honestly can't tell you exactly how much of it I saw. Uh-huh. But I was in shock I was trying to process what the hell I, I was looking at and I just hear one of my uncles out loud. He goes, Ricky and I looked over and I looked at the TV and I was like and I ran off. And I go oh, to my room and then my dude. uncle goes in there and he's like, Dude, are you okay? <laughs>
1: you fucking traumatized too Oh god. That is not a movie. <laughs> show your kid for the first time oh man you definitely got yeah you you got pushed into the deep end brother oh yeah
0: dude (laughs) off top just there you go uh but yeah but
1: it left a great impact in you though i can i can tell right it it
0: definitely did it's funny because excuse me so you know slowly but surely i started watching other films and uh child's play and this and that Mm-hmm. But I had that image seared in my mind that I didn't know what film it was. Uh-huh. And I remember, you know, I got older. I started renting VHS tapes and just watching everything i get my hands on. Not just horror, but just everything. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up in the 80s, they pretty much just kind of planted you in front of the TV and put on whatever, mm-hmm. you know, to keep you keep the kids busy. Yeah, I remember being. In the 90s. Yeah, I remember being a couple <laughs> years old watching freaking Robocop, as violent uh-huh. as that fucking film is, and I was like, fuck, just a couple years old, you know? Yeah. And for most of my formative years, I had that image of Julia coming out of the mattress seared into my brain. No idea what it, where it came, like what film it was. Uh huh. So one day, lo and behold, um. As I'm growing with my, my love for, for film and horror, uh, I was up late at night and I was watching something on like Cinemax or one of those premium channels back in the day.
1: Okay.
0: And Hellraiser 2 comes on. I had no idea about Hellraiser. Um, growing up in my home, my parents would always, always refer to the film series as, uh, in Spanish, they would be like, La Película de la Cajita. Oh, okay. Yeah. Configuration, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I would always hear that, but I had no idea what the hell they were talking about. Okay. And I remember being um, sneaking to watch a movie in the living room, Mm -hmm. and lo and behold, I'm watching Hellraiser two, and the scene comes on, and all these freaking synapses went off in my mind, bro. And I was like, "Holy shit! That's that's that scene. That's that freaking scene that I remember growing up." So, and, I remember I finished watching it, and I was like, holy fuck, this is crazy. This is, like, next-level shit. Like, Freddy Krueger doesn't even touch this.
1: Oh, not at all. Yeah, that's, like, <laughs> uh, that's a whole different type of genre of film right there. Yeah, that's dude. Intense type of horror.
0: Yeah, that was that was heavy. And I just remember, yeah. like, uh, like, I talk about it now, and I'm just like, fuck, I needed therapy back then. Because <laughs> that was not <laughs> something I should have been exposed to. <laughs>
1: it's it's funny. It's funny. You mentioned that I'm going to mention something once, uh, once you're done, but, um, yeah, I, I have a funny story like that as well. Really? Yeah, I do. Honestly. Yeah. When you said that, I was like, wow, that's so fucking eerie. I I have something like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, and it's just been, it's been, it's been the genre that I've mostly felt at home with. Um, cool. I recall growing up, um, Just going to the – there was a video store near where I grew up, uh, Mr. Video, Mm -hmm. which has been shut down for, God, 15, 20 years. And, like, they had these deals where you can rent three VHSs for five bucks for a week or whatever. Oh, cool. I was going through every horror movie they had. Like, it just – I don't know. It just appealed to me Mm -hmm. as opposed to watching, like, the Steven Seagal films and Chuck Norris like no disrespect to them, but after a while, it's like it's all the same shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Exactly. Yeah, there's yeah. there's something a little more freeing about watching horror movies because there's different genres. To
0: them. Yeah, and subgenres to the to the genres.
1: Exactly, subgenres. Thank you.
0: And it's just you know, like um, it was always just like a home away from home, and no matter, not to get too dark into it, but no matter how mm. things how bad things got at home. Um, nothing was ever as bad as it was happening on that screen.
1: Right, right. And I completely understand where you're coming from with you know, that.
0: So it's, and it's just, even now, like my son, he's about to be 15 and he's been into horror most of his life. Mind you, I've restricted a little more what he watches. I don't want to have him, <laughs> that experience that I did.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. What, what, uh, what type of horror are you kind of uh, limiting him to as of right now though?
0: So he... He just what earlier this year watched Candyman for the first time.
1: Oh, okay. All yeah. right. So he's uh, he's getting into maybe a little more extreme type of violence.
0: Yeah, horror, like, the, but... like the heavier stuff. Like he's he's experienced Nightmare on Elm Street. He's experienced mm-hmm. the Friday the Thirteenth films. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely. I'm not sure about Hellraiser. Yeah, that, that's um, that's pretty hardcore.
1: I feel you on that one, yeah. There's always uh, – I think there's always a point in a parent's life or, you know, an older sibling's life in my case where yeah. you have to kind of decide when do you think they're ready. Right. Um, I i remember that I did see uh, – excuse me. I did see Hellraiser at a very young age, uh. which was not good, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm from a different time, just like you. You know, you're right. from the 80s. I'm from the 90s, you know. I grew up in the late nineties at a time where you snuck to watch movies, you know, now it doesn't really seem like that big of a deal with all the access that you have uh, to, to platforms, you know, with the internet and YouTube and stuff like that. You can find out a lot, you know, Um, in the case of my younger sister, you know, she, she's a horror nut too. And I'll talk about that soon, but, What I was saying was just that, yeah, I think it's always difficult to kind of figure out when do you think is the right age for him to see that. Because when we were 15, I think we would have seen it by then. Yeah. But our parents were probably like, no. Yeah, they were not happy about it. (laughs) No, not at all. Yeah, exactly. It was either you snuck to go see it or – you know, you, you just fucking figured out how to convince your parents to see it. However, I don't think that Hellraiser is a movie I would want to see with my parents.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: because of everything that happens in that movie, there's more of a sexual undertone to it. It's like watching Boogie Nights with them, you know? It's
0: like, why? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> why am I going to watch this movie with you? This is very awkward. It's going
0: to be exactly, yeah, very awkward. Yeah, this is very
1: awkward, man. Like, I don't I don't know about this, you know, but... Um, actually, to, to kind of piggyback on what you were saying earlier about your, your experience watching Hellraiser 2 and how it affected you, mm-hmm. it's funny you mentioned that because I did have a story like that too. So, when I was a young kid, um, I was still at that age where I wasn't allowed to see horror movies, just maybe black and white ones. Those were okay. Right? So I remember I walked into – um my, this was my uh, grandma's house. We were staying there at the time. And I walked into the living room slash our bedroom at that time. Yeah. And the TV was on. And I think maybe my dad was just flipping channels, and he left it on the channel. I walk in, and what I see is what looks like a woman – kind of alien-looking type of thing. It looked really weird. Yeah. and uh, And an actual woman driving – the thing away. And then um there's this older guy and the young kid. They walk into this mausoleum
0: uh-huh.
1: and and the kid is waiting, and he's like, Where is this guy? I'm assuming it was his dad. Yeah. And he goes inside, he uh closes the door behind him, and what's behind him? It's his dad being held to the wall by silver balls, oh, and uh, yeah. he goes. Right, yeah, and I know you know what it is, but at the time, you have to understand, I was very confused, you know, and I'm just watching, like, the end. This is literally, like, the last five minutes of the movie. Right. And what happened was the kid kind of draws his gun, and the the dad uh, says, it's over, it's over. And then what happens, you see a tall old man just kind of pop up, and he says, it's never over. And then the kid (laughs) had his back to a glass, um uh window, sorry. Right. And you just see some kind of zombie thing grab him and drag him away and it just fucking cuts. Yeah. And as a kid you're like, what the hell was that? <laughs> you know? I'm like, what the fuck is going on and why is this on? And I don't know what to do. This movie stayed with me four years, man. I can't tell you how much I looked it up. Yeah. I didn't fucking know what it was. I was like to a point where I was like this movie doesn't like, I'm sure I saw something that did not exist in my head and just kind of invented it at this point, you know? <laughs> it was a fever dream. Right, exactly, a fever <laughs> dream. <laughs> Shift to last year. Yeah. Um, I'm on Shudder. Uh-huh. Shout out to Shudder. And um, what do I see? I see the Phantasm uh, series of movies. Yeah. I watch one, I watch two, I get to part three. What do I see the last five minutes of the movie I saw when I was at least five or six years old, it was insane, man. It's one of those moments in your life where you're just like, this is real. This is happening. (laughs) I'm seeing it. (laughs) I'm telling you, man, it's a trip. It really is. So when you said that, I was like, wow, that's so relatable. (laughs) Oh, man. I I love that, man. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Yeah, and and yeah, but that that's kind of the thing about horror movies, you know, is that I'm sure it can happen to any type of genre of movies, but mm-hmm. with horror movies, it really resonates, you know, because you're, you're kind of in this state where I've always told my fiancé, who's another really big horror fan, mm-hmm. that with horror, I think the important thing is that this shit might not necessarily happen. You know, we might not necessarily have a monster chase us or – an insane man or something like that, you know, hopefully. Yeah. But the thing is though, that I think with people watching horror movies, you kind of gain the sense of how to defend yourself, you know, and how you would avoid a situation where you get in, which you would not have. And I think that's what the movies are based on, at least back in the day, Yeah, you know, up until scream, I would say Mm -hmm. that nobody was watching movies, you know, everybody was kind of like, Oh, whatever, you know, yeah and you just didn't know how to avoid a dark situation like that you know and now you do and, that, and that's why you know I I want to assume that's why a lot less people get killed in in fashions like that I, I guess I want to say that you
0: know yeah
1: yeah, yeah. You don't really you know, hear too you, much
0: about serial you, killings any, anymore.
1: Right, right, exactly. Because you know the traits, you right. know, you know the you know the ways that these guys come after you. You know, what I mean, just with a movie like Silence of the Lambs, like oh, that came oh, out. Holy you know? shit! Yeah. Yeah, man. Talk about a bomb dropped. You know, but that was essentially a workbook on how to avoid being killed by a serial killer.
0: How to avoid you know, being worn as a
1: suit. Yes, exactly. How to be worn as a suit, you know, which is fucking terrifying to think that there's somebody out there that could do that. But there is. Yeah. You know, there are people who are that insane. But how do you avoid these sort of scenarios? Watch a film, a horror film. There you go. You know, (laughs) there's a guy. He's alone. You know, not to be racist, but usually it's uh, a Caucasian you know, in their late thirties or forties right. or something, you know? Yeah. He's fucking trying to move something into a van on own. This whole thing seems sketch to me, yeah. you know? <laughs> and I, I, I want to assume that to a woman, it's 10 million times more sketchy because you don't know what the fuck is going to go on. Yeah. This guy could want you, wear you as a suit. He could want to do other horrible, you know, things to you yeah. that he probably would
0: not want to do to a man.
1: Or maybe he does, you know, but either way, you just know that is a situation that you want to avoid.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's funny that you, you <laughs> made the comparison because even now, I mean, I'm in my 30s and, you know, where I live, uh, it's a pretty long highway between, uh, between exits. It's a, it's a long stretch of, of uh, road. And from time to oh, time, yeah. you'll see cars pulled over on the side of the road and I'm just like, nope. And I just keep moving. <laughs> Right, I'm like, yeah, yeah now I'm good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I absolutely, absolutely, man. Like, and no movie frustrates me more, but in a good way because uh-huh. this is one of my favorites. But no movie frustrates me more than watching the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre because I can't oh fucking believe yeah. that these dudes would just pull over randomly and pick up that hitchhiker. Yeah, no, because yeah. I'm just thinking to myself that is such a random ass thing to do. I would never do that. You know, no matter what, like no matter what was going on, I wouldn't pick up a hitchhiker because you never know.
0: Well, it's such you a seventies things to do, right? Because yeah. <laughs> in this day and age, you I'm not picking any fucking body up. No, but back then, no. back, back then hitchhiking was such a common thing.
1: Yeah, it, absolutely. And it was kind of seen as a hippie or even if you weren't a hippie, but you were about the life. Yeah. type of thing to do you know it was like we want to help people you know we want to we want to be part of one people on earth and it's unfortunate that that sort of lifestyle can't be you know right but it can't be unfortunately it just can't there's just too much out there that you're you're just not ready for it. some people are different than us you know some people live more harder lives or more violent lives and some people are just unhinged you know you can't yeah. just fucking pick somebody up because you don't know what they're gonna do.
0: yeah no that's out yeah. unhinged that's perfect yeah because right you just never know
1: you don't exactly. you really don't you know and uh, again it is really unfortunate but it's a truth that people have to live by and i think that's why horror movies are so important because i have a feeling i mean I could just be guessing here, but I if you've, if you've done research, the 70s is kind of known as like the hodgepodge of serial killer paradise, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Just from a few alone, there was a lot of serial killers that was around that gained notoriety and did horrible, horrible things to people, you know, but... The thing is, though, that they usually got picked up. They were hitchhikers or they were, like, people on the streets. And, hey, can you give me a ride? And they're like, yeah, sure, why not? You know, that's just sort of shit that you won't see anybody doing that now because the first thing that happens is that, oh, I've seen this movie and it doesn't end well. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very true.
1: Yeah, and the same goes for, like, um, supernatural type of shit, you know? Right. It's like, uh, yeah, like, for instance, um you know, uh, uh, Latinos. Yeah. We, we, uh, Latinos don't fuck around with Ouija boards. Yeah. Mm -mm. Right. I I feel like, um, I'm sure other, uh, other people and other, uh, you know, uh, races have that sort of thing as well. But being a Latino, I, I grew up in a household where people tell you, don't ever play with the Ouija board, and yeah. we're talking about a game from Hasbro. Yeah, I was say. <laughs> you know, but they're like, don't ever play with that to the point where uh, me and my older cousins one day they had bought it and they brought it over to my house, Right. and uh, my mom kicked us out. She's like, <laughs> don't no, get out of here. If you guys are going to play that, you guys go play it somewhere else, get out of this house." So she <laughs> essentially kicked us out of the house. we played it in the car. But, you know, it's one of those things that that shit runs deep and we know don't fuck with these things because it could lead to something very, very bad. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's just one of those things that I think is so important with horror movies, because with action movies and other types of things, there's usually a way to avoid it. Right. You know, with horror movies, it's a collision course and it's a lesson to be taught.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nine, yeah nine, he, nine times out of ten, with a horror film, it's it's the everyman. It's not you know Jean Claude Van Damme with his high kicks mm-hmm. or Chuck Norris mm-hmm. being Chuck Norris. It's mm-hmm. I'm hella dating myself by saying Chuck Norris, but okay, Jason Statham. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I like Chuck Norris though. <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan of
0: Chuck Norris. <laughs> no, but um, like. It's it's your every man or your every your girl next door when it comes to mm-hmm. most of these these uh, horror um, heroes or, or heroines. You know, yeah. it's not some super badass. Um, well, aside from Bruce Campbell in Army of Darkness, you know, that's, oh, that's, that's God, a whole yeah. other thing. But
1: <laughs> that's a whole other level. <laughs> Nobody
0: can beat Bruce. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> no, Ash is the man. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> um, it's. It feels more personable because it's the, you know, the everyman, the girl next door, the guy next door, and these incredibly crazy situations.
1: You're right. You're right. It's so, um, you you kind of nailed it there, actually, because um, I think that is the reason why horror fans are so crazy about horror and we're so into it is because we reflect on the things that we see. We can reflect as that character is me. You know, even if we're talking about the, um, Uh, the people that get killed you know the victims yeah it's usually like i'm that guy i'm the pothead you know so maybe i would be number three to die you know because i'm gonna be the guy who's smoking with the girl upstairs and i'm going to get killed because i wasn't aware right you know not that i'm saying there's anything wrong with doing that because i am pro that shit but (laughs) you know what i mean but it is one of those things where you can reflect on yourself and be like, that's me. That's me as a character. And that's why I feel like it's very important, especially for young girls, because I have a younger sister who is a horror fan, too. Right. But with her, she's a little more, uh, uh, how do I say? She's a little more cautious about what to watch, though.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, unfortunately, she does give some things a chance, but she's also very cautious. Like, uh, she will not watch something that's really, really going to spook her. Like, okay. uh, for instance, one time I tried to get her to watch, um, 2017's it, oh,
0: okay, and it okay.
1: avoided it. Yeah. And, um, so, uh, I actually live in a, uh, um, in a studio. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so it's just one room, so there's nowhere for her to go, you know? And, uh, I was like, yeah, we're going to sit down and we're going to watch this movie. You're going to be fine. Yeah. And she's like, no. So she was literally going to sit there for over two hours with her face covered because she was just so adamant she didn't want to see it. you know. Yeah. But, but getting back to what I was saying, though, was that I think what is important, especially when it comes to slasher films, which is my favorite subgenre, but the important thing is with Final Girls, is that it's so important to young girls to see that sort of thing because you can reflect on yourself and be like, that's what I aspire to be, you Absolutely. know I want I am that girl, and I could be that girl, you know I could fucking I could kill this guy, I could beat this
0: and it it's so crazy that the horror genre gets pigeonholed as being misogynistic when nine times out of ten uh it's always a final girl, or it's always a female lead that survives, yeah. That, you yeah, know, absolutely. The, the dudes, the supposedly you know badass dudes, always get their fucking asses handed to them.
1: Oh, absolutely! That, uh, if you watch any of the classic slashers? There's never a guy in sight that can no. beat them. Never. It's always uh, a I would say probably two that I can think of off the top of my head would probably definitely actually be Ash
0: and Tommy Jarvis. You know?
1: Right, uh, and uh, and Tommy Jarvis, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, and, and it's one of those things that it, it's ridiculous to say that they're misogynistic because if you're saying that the reason it's misogynistic is because girls are dying, are you telling me that you would rather see an entire movie with no girls in it? Yeah. Because that's misogynistic, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Right, yeah, and that's foolish to say that because, to be honest with you, what I like to see is that there's plenty of girls in there, and uh, like you mentioned, me. they kick ass. Yeah, of course, no worries. Mm-hmm. But um, they kick ass. You know, most of the time in the movies, even if they are the victim, they kind of get a shot in. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you think about it. Most uh, horror movies uh, in the in the um, Scream franchise, all the girls that get killed in that movie, they kick his fucking ass, <laughs> and then they die. Dude. You know. You know, and then you have somebody like Sydney who is my favorite final girl. Yeah. And, and she's completely everything you would ever want to be. You right. know, she's definitely somebody who's overcome four attacks at this point, you know, from a dude or dudes right. wearing that mask. Yeah. And, um, she's never contemplated suicide, you know, which I'm sure a lot of people would.
0: Oh yeah. After everything yeah. she had been through.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, dude. I mean, we're talking about a girl that's been through the ringer, you know, she lost her mother. She she thought was murdered by somebody that didn't but it was actually somebody who was very close to her. Right. Then she goes to college, tries to forget about all that and she her boyfriend who really did love her gets murdered. It turns out that a close friend of hers was actually just trying to get close to her because he wanted to kill her.
0: Right.
1: Third movie, she abandons everybody, but he still finds her. I mean, at, at a certain point, it's kind of like, I can't live like this anymore. But yeah. what does she do? She just says, fuck all this noise, and I'm just going to keep fighting. That's inspiring. That's yeah. a final girl. You know, that's yeah. not misogynistic. You know, no. That that's ridiculous to say that horror movies are misogynistic.
0: Yeah. And, and yeah. it's, it's, it's it's always been the argument for me uh, because, sadly, being a fan of horror, people do assume that you're misogynistic because you're a fan of horror. Now, don't get mm. me wrong, there are certain films where you're just like, dude, that's just violence on women for the sake of violence. Mm,
1: okay. But
0: then, like you were saying earlier, I mean, look at the perfect uh, example. Um, look at john carpenter's halloween you got laurie strode mm-hmm. that starts off as you know she you know she she's not a badass she's a normal everyday teenager and mm-hmm. she takes on the shape dude mm-hmm. like yeah. she takes them on. she puts hands on them she fucking stabs them mm-hmm. stabs him mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. eye like she she mm-hmm. does what nobody else in the in the in the film could have done to him
1: Exactly, exactly. And not only that, you also have to remember that she was defending two young kids. Yeah. So not only is she basically fighting back for her life, she's also defending lives.
0: Yeah.
1: What's more heroic than that? Yeah.
0: And she's a teenage kid.
1: Yeah. Right. That's a a kid. Yeah. I think she's
0: like, what, a, a senior in high school when the first film takes place?
1: Ooh, I want to say that she was a junior. I don't even—I don't even think she was a senior yet. So she if She's a junior. So that she must like a, have been at least sixteen
0: or seventeen. Yeah, like a sixteen-year-old kid, dude. Like that. Uh-huh. And people forget that obviously because Jamie Lee Curtis was a little bit older, but right, Laurie Strode is supposed to be a kid that takes on yeah. this fucking monster, dude.
1: Oh yeah, an unstoppable force yeah. that has no reasoning, and you—you you can't reason with him at all. You know, to say please. Yeah. He's just going to kill you. And she really, she was like, I'm going to do this. It's, it's live or die right yeah. now.
0: She took care of you business. Know? Yeah, exactly.
1: And another another person that I adore as my final girl, she's my number two top one, the
0: mm-hmm.
1: Nancy. Nancy Thompson from oh, the yeah. Nightmare movies. Absolutely. Well, that's just, I mean, she's perfection. It's like she solves the case. She knows something's wrong. She solves it. Yeah. And against all odds, she's like, fuck this noise. I'm going in there. I'm going to get him and I'm going to take care of this myself. Yep. You know. And she does like with with fear, but fear that, you know, I'm going I could possibly die, but this needs to be done. Yeah. You know, and this is something that only I can do or maybe if I fail and I die, he could attack more people. And you can see that in her eyes, you know, like she's not just doing it for survival, she's doing it because she doesn't want this curse to affect other people. She continue. doesn't want other people to die. Yeah. Yeah. No, like she cares. And that, that to me is like, what could be a better role model than that? And I understand that it's in a movie where there's violence and it's scary and stuff, you know, but I think it is important for kids to watch that sort of stuff, you know, cause what's scary. If you can't handle something that's scary on a film, that's fake. Yeah. How can you handle the real world? You that's know, that's true exactly because shit in real life that's for real and that's that's actually horror that you can't fucking just turn off you know that's not two hours that's every day
0: yeah
1: you know so that for me is like why i think that is so important for people to watch and why i think it's so good to continue to share that because where it is entertaining just like any art i feel like it's also knowledgeable and important yeah
0: i cannot agree more Yeah, thank you, bro. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we come to the conclusion of our inaugural episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the quick little 30-minute episode we have. We have something planned for you for next week. Please come by, check us out. Um, Oscar, please let them know where they can uh, get in contact with you.
1: Yeah, yeah. so you guys can find me on Instagram, uh, SavageQ92, or you can find me on Facebook. Uh, It's just under my name. It's Oscar Quintanilla Reyes. Uh, I'm also a guest star on the Peanut Gallery, and I'm going to be on this show as much as uh, you'll have me, bro.
0: Awesome, dude. Glad to have you. Thanks for being on the show, man. Shout out to the Peanut Gallery and everybody over at the Geek Out Show. Love you guys. Love Um, you guys. And you can find me at rotten underscore on Instagram. Uh, if any of you have any suggestions for films or projects or anything that you want us to review or talk about, hit us up on the DMs and we'll be happy to try to feature some of that on the future shows. So for now, have a great evening, be safe, and stay spooky.